Welcome to the DadBot Podcast. My name is Jared, this is episode two, and we're gonna talk about the topic of technology being a privilege in the household and not a right. Three, two, one. So technology is a requirement in the household these days, especially if you have a school-aged child. Uh, my oldest is in third grade, and last year in second grade was the first year where the majority of my child's homework was done online uh, through a website. And if we didn't have a computer or some form of technology for him to use, he wouldn't have been able to do his homework. And why that might may sound a little weird, depending on where you live and kind of uh, how advanced in technology your area is, uh, that's just the reality. And most of our kids are going to require technology. They're going to uh, require a laptop at school. Uh, the high school that my kids will go to, uh, having a laptop is already a mandatory thing. Every kid totes a Chromebook around with them that's connected, and so they are hyper-connected. Of course, there's still textbooks and there's all that stuff, but the Chromebook or the laptop or whatever it, it may be in the future is going to be a connected device that is a requirement. So technology is required at some point, but as far as the technologies that we allow our kids to use for pleasure, I guess you could say, such as for playing games or watching YouTube videos or any form of enjoyment, I consider that a privilege, just like I consider other things privileges in my home. There are some things that are requirements. They are the basis for existence that everybody should get. And then there are things that I consider privileges in our home. And my wife and I try our best to maintain some sort of consistency when it comes to uh, making sure our children understand that there are things that are privileges and then there are things that they should just automatically get because they are part of our household. Uh, and we try to do our best to mirror that, even though we're not really that good at it. We try to mirror that with our kids uh, that if you know there's work that we need to be doing, if there's stuff that's undone around the house, we shouldn't be spending any time on our phones. We should be getting those things done. Uh, and we need to mirror that behavior to our kids so that we don't look too hypocritical. I know that that's one thing that you know kids will look and watch what we're doing and line that up with the things that we say. And that will base their uh, understanding on how people respond, how authentic people are, how much they can trust people and all of that stuff. So uh, without going too far into detail into that, uh, the idea that technology is a privilege, that is something that I want embedded in our household and that I am trying to enforce with my kids. And uh, one of the issues that we recently had with my middle child around his uh, desire to not do jujitsu anymore, even though he was the one that wanted to sign up for it, was that if he failed to go follow to follow through with his commitment, that he was going to lose that privilege of getting to use technology for enjoyment. And while that is a challenging thing to do when the other two are allowed to have their technology time, 
it's something that we even as parents have to commit to enforcing because it's so much easier just to let them use the tablet or let them you know play a game on the tv or whatever it is because we have things that we need to do and we we can't sit there and make sure that they are you know, being punished i guess you could say for not following through on what they were supposed to do so these days there's a level of technology that our kids are going to have to be exposed to because it's par for the course it's the requirement for for their classroom for their education but then there's the technology that we allow them to use for enjoyment and for pleasure purposes like playing games and stuff like that so i wanted to talk about just how we've rolled that out in our home and keep in mind we're not perfect I'm not writing the book on this. I haven't mastered it. We're still very much in the trenches with our kids navigating this, trying to understand how our kids' personalities work with all of this as well. Because I have, you know, I mean, if you have any experience with having more than one kid, you know that one thing will work with one kid and one thing, that same thing won't work with the other one. You have to have a unique approach for each kid. It's uh it's very much like running a business. You can't just do one method and have it work for everybody. It's a very personalized experience uh, parenting is. So the main thing is that we kind of set ground rules. We set rules for our technology. And that is that when they're in school, so we kids just went back to school, there's no technology in the mornings. When they wake up in the morning, they can read a book, they can play with some of their toys, but there's no technology or television in the morning. That's a rule that we set because we realized that when our kids did get technology or television in the morning, they were more irritable, uh, which I can relate to. I mean, on those days that I wake up in the morning and go grab my phone and spend a bunch of time on my phone before I acknowledge the world, my wife, my kids, myself or anything like that, I'm typically more irritable too. So I totally can relate to that. So that's one of our main ground rules is that during school session, when school is in session on school nights, there's no technology or on school weeks, there's no technology in the morning. And then in the afternoon when they get home from school, they need to complete their homework and their requirements of their schooling before they can utilize technology. And then we also set limits on that as well. The current technology that they have as far as tablets go are those kids edition Amazon Kindle Fire tablets that are the kids edition. And the, even though my oldest is getting a little too old for that kids edition, the thing that I like about them is that they're easy to set time limitations to where the kid, my kid could play a game or a couple of games and then the tablet will not work anymore. Essentially, a screen will pop up saying, you're done, your technology time is over, and, and then they're done. They put their tablet down and they can't use it again until the next day or I have to manually go in and override uh, their settings or whatever so that they could play again. And that's this all is going to vary. I mean, my daughter is in preschool. She's the youngest one. And so she isn't going to have homework. She isn't going to have she only goes to school three days a week. And so there's a different a different set of rules there for her because she's younger. It's different to where my two other children 
are in first and third grade. They're at school much longer, five days a week, well into the afternoon. They have homework. And so there's things that are specific to them. And then, of course, they're going to have homework that requires a computer. So we have to all put all of that into the mix somehow. Where with my daughter, she might not think it's fair because her brother spends an hour on the computer for homework and then gets to play games for an hour or whatever. So that's two hours of technology. Whereas I wouldn't give her two hours of technology, but I would allow her to play a preschool level educational game for a little bit of time where she's learning to count or learning her letters or learning her shapes and all of that stuff. Uh, and then she can play some games. I also, uh, depending on, and this is kind of a floating rule, I uh, will require my kids to read before they get to spend time on technology uh, or accomplish their chores before they get to spend time on technology. Uh, there needs to be a, a cost involved for them to spend time on technology. Uh, and if there isn't, then as their father or my wife, as their mother, can give grace and allow them some extra time to play a video game or something like that. So uh, we want to make sure that we have rules set in place and that we enforce them to the best of our ability. And sometimes that means utilizing the technology to make that easier. My son, my oldest son, on occasion would wake up early beyond before we were awake and he would go into the living room and watch TV. So I invested a few dollars into one of those smart outlets and now the power to the TV does not turn on until they're already on their way to school. So there's no way the television could get turned on unless I override that and I've got the plug, you know, it's it's all hidden well and so it wouldn't be too uh too um easy to, you know, finagle that of course. Uh, teenage me would definitely know how to do that, but eight-year-old son of mine uh, just takes it as it is, and he understands the reason why, and now it's not a temptation because it just doesn't work at all. So it's, it's important for me that my children also understand why those rules are in place, and we've talked about that. We've, I've talked to my kids about the fact that if all they did was play, you know, they, they want to spend every waking hour playing Fortnite right now. If all they did was play Fortnite, what in the real world would they be good at? Yes, they'd be great at Fortnite and they might be able to brag about how good they are at that video game. But what about all the other things in life that are actually more important? And I explained to them, I said, last year, what was it important to play Fortnite? And they said, no, we didn't even know about Fortnite. And I said, exactly. Fortnite wasn't a thing a year ago, or well, it was just getting started a year ago, but it wasn't very popular until, you know, about five or six months ago. And so it was, it was nothing. And I explained to them, I said, things get popular and then they go away. And there's nothing inherently wrong with taking part in what's popular, but you have to remember the things that are there forever which is your education, which is your responsibilities and all that stuff. So we have those conversations with our kids and that makes it much easier for them to understand and adhere to the rules that we kind of put in place. Those rules also are designed to keep our kids safe. I mean, we can't just let our kids go and do anything that they want. Uh, we need to keep our kids safe. 
it's probably a scarier world online than it is out in the real world. And I want to make sure that my kids stay safe. I mean, one of the reasons that I'm even doing this podcast is because we need to talk about this stuff. You know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, my way isn't the best way. It's just an intentional way. It's a way that I'm being intentional with my kids to protect them, to guide them through what I think is a healthy way of utilizing technology. Uh, I use technology every single day. I work behind a computer. I use tons of cameras. I'm using audio equipment right now. I'm, you know, publishing videos to YouTube, building websites for companies. Like I'm on the web all the time. I'm, I'm utilizing technology all the time. And I know how unhealthy it can be if you never separate your connection to technology from real life or actual life, what's, what's directly in front of you. And even though online and technology and all of that stuff is getting, is merging and real life and online life is almost synonymous these days, there's still a good reason to disconnect, to sit in front of another person and have a conversation face to face so that we don't lose those verbal cues that we get from each other, the face-to-face -face communication, uh, so that those things don't go away. I want my kids to have those skills. And if I don't make sure that they have those, that they're getting those skills, that they're getting that time uh, when they're young, they're not going to want that for their future. So for me, making sure that my kids understand that technology is a privilege and not something that they should just expect, especially in regards to using them for pleasure, like video games and stuff like that, content consumption that uh, is more for fun. It, it's important because I want them to have healthy boundaries in place as children because it's our job as parents to set those ground rules for our kids to guide them in a way that is healthy or that is as healthy as we can guide them because there are a lot of toxic things out in the world. Uh, the world would say, utilize technology all day long, consume all of it, click on all the ads, scroll through all the things, and that doesn't necessarily bring us happiness. There's more and more studies coming out all the time that state that those types of things bring stress and anxiety and they don't result in happiness. And so for me, I am trying to identify the different places where I can teach my kids to exercise control and they're not going to be able to do that for themselves unless I teach them to my my wife and I teach them to so we have to we have to utilize some sort of rules in our household uh, over our children and their use of technology over the actual devices that they get to use so that we can assure that their behavior will improve even, uh, that we will assure that they can go and have conversations with other kids or when they grow into adults that they can be social people and not just be social through a screen. It's definitely something that is really important to my wife and I, and it's the reason why I'm starting this podcast. So Consider thinking of technology as a privilege. I know it's easy to say to our kids that technology is a privilege uh, and then they don't understand necessarily what we're even talking about. 
But when that privilege is taken away because of misbehavior or because they didn't follow through on one of their obligations, you're teaching real life to them. You're teaching exactly what us as an adult would have to go through. If we woke up one morning and decided we didn't want to go to work anymore, we wouldn't get paid anymore. And so there are real life consequences to situations. And when you make choices, it, you know, we have to teach our kids because it's very easy to pick up a screen and connect to anything and feel safe and secure there, even though it's not really that safe and secure. Uh, and a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people pick up their devices and feel safe and secure. And that's a false sense of safety and security because it's not completely grounded in real life. Uh, it's completely grounded in advertising, marketing, and yes, there is connection and social all there that are good in many ways and information sharing and lots of great stuff out there to consume. But we have to discern what is the right level of that for our families, for our kids, and even for ourselves. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with this conversation and I'll leave it up to you. Let me know what you think and share your thoughts with me on the concept or the idea of technology as being a privilege and not a right in the household. I would love to hear how you enforce that. What are the different ways that you uh, share technology with your children? If you are listening to this podcast using the Anchor app, you can actually send me an audio, record, uh, and just share with me what you're thinking. You can also go over to dadbot.io, and in the show notes of this episode, you can leave a comment. You can connect with me online. I've got my social media links and all of that good stuff. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So beyond that, in future episodes, I'm going to start introducing other parents to all of you and talk about how they are introducing technology to their kids. I've got a good friend who has young kids, younger than my kids, and he's introducing his kids to technology. I have another friend who has a lot of kids, and how do they even navigate that many devices and with the age range of kids that they have, how do they moderate that? How do they parent? How do they protect their kids uh, while, you know, making sure the youngest ones have more parental controls, but the older ones have uh, a little bit more freedom? I mean, there's so many different things to consider, uh, especially if you have kids and there's a good age gap in there. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. You can subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast player in iTunes, the Anchor app you can download for your iPhone or your Android device. And of course, you can also listen to the audio on our website, dadbot.io. Thanks so much for checking out this episode, and I hope to see you back in the next one. System shutdown.